Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 9 of the Crypto Circle podcast. Wow, what an absolute roller coaster the last 12 months have been. To think that there was no Crypto Circle this time last year, there was no blueprint, it hadn't even been written. We had a couple of ideas and a couple of sketches and a couple of Instagram posts. To say that the last 12 months have been completely life changing for many of us would be a real understatement. This is a really reflective episode. We talk about what we've learned individually and collectively, both on and off the charts, and how we can use all these life lessons to help people via the crypto circle going forward. We talk about what it's like to manage other people's funds. We talk about what's it like to manage your parents' money. And we also discuss what our favorite moments of season one have been so far. So sit back, enjoy this episode, and as always, here are a couple of snippets to get you going. And a lot of times you won't see the results on a day-to-day basis. That's because like you're looking at Bitcoin on a kind of one-hour chart. You know, if you zoom out, that kind of momentum builds and all of a sudden you have a significant bull market, regardless of whatever's going on in the world, regardless of the economy going to shit, regardless of no jobs, regardless of a global pandemic, there's always a situation that people can thrive in. Repetition creates results, you know, repetition creates habits and those habits can either be, you know, bad habits or good habits, but you know, you need to be repeating the right things, the good things to kind of create good habits. Being a compassionate person and having values is something that I want to echo throughout the kind of crypto circle values. That's above everything. We're here to help people. How that affects your life is, is up to you, but we want to enhance people's lives. Welcome, guys. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of March, and I'm joined once again by who else but Amish and Korean. What are we saying, boys? What's going on? How are we doing today? All good, man. All good. How are you, Amish? Good, I'm good, I'm good. I've had a very productive day. I went yeah. to go see the dentist. All, all is well. I believe that all is well with is, teeth. Is, is all is well, yep. Yep. <laughs> listening, mate. Bye-bye. Listening. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Corian, what's what's going on in New Orleans? All is well. I can say a little rainy outside today, but you know, all is well. Is that it? Are we are we due another another hurricane in New Orleans? Another one on the horizon? I- I don't know. We might break the record. No, it's not that season right now, but you know, who knows? We've seen wilder things happen over the past 12 months, right? So Mm. it gets kind of crazy. But no, it's just a rainy day today right now. The weather over here is just all over the country. It's pretty bad. When do you usually have hurricane season down there? It's typically like between July and November. Okay, okay. So after like kind of late summer, fall, early winter. Peak of the bull run then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I have a reason to get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, man. Speaking of the last 12 months, this time last year, we were all locked down. This It, it was the beginning of the end almost. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Crazy, crazy. I just, b- before we like get into everything, I do want to kind of just reflect on t- today myself. I was just having a little bit of a reflection on the last 12 months and how crazy they've been, you know, um, Amish, I was talking to you earlier and the blueprint wasn't even written this time last year. No, I mean, the crazy thing to think about or to put everything into perspective of how much has actually happened in the last 12 months, both on and off the charts, is that the blueprint hadn't even been started to be written at this point. So, yeah, we, we kind of wrote it. I think it from, it was end of March onwards. So, yes, it's done right since then, hasn't it, to be honest? 
Not too bad. Could have could have been better. Could have been better. <laughs> you know what I mean, we, um, yeah, after James, honestly, man, I, I don't know what he was playing that half the time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been very crazy, and I think it's, it's been a blessing, man. These last twelve months for me, I've had some crazy things that have happened to me, both bad and good, but mostly good, mostly good. And yeah, what well, Corian, what, what have your like last twelve months been like? Uh, it's been kind of. It's been pretty crazy for myself, just from a more of a mental standpoint, right? Like more of a trying to prepare for, you know, just things that we waited on for so long to happen. Being that it was like a global pandemic that none of us, you know, saw coming. I don't think anyone can be like, you know, oh, I saw this pandemic or I saw this coming. No, you're lying. So I think that just the last 12 months for me have been, I would say, a little bit peaceful. And I would say peaceful because of the certainty that a lot of things, you know, through crypto and just investing and, you know, always, Amish always tells me, you know, don't necessarily look at your results every single day. Just were you better than you were a week ago? Were you better than you were a year ago? And so looking back on a year prior to now, I'm, I'm very happy with, you know, the gains and the strides that we've made, even in a, you know, global situation that we're currently still involved with. <laughs> I can't really complain too much myself, you know, so I'm really thankful at this particular point, especially over the last 12 months of my life. Mm, I think it's been a big disparity between there's been obviously people that have thrived during these last 12 months and there's people that have really, really kind of struggled. So kind of what, what would you say to someone that has struggled over these last 12 months? Like how do they approach the next 12 months? Um, I think approaching the next 12 months for me or for anyone who's listening would be to just have a plan. You know, I always break my years up into quarters and being that we're at the end of March, we're pretty much at the end of quarter one. So this is a perfect time to look over just the last three months because everything in our life pretty much happens in 90 day cycles. So the results that you get today aren't from what you put in today, the results that you get today are from what you did 90 days ago. So instead of sometimes looking and say 12 months out in the frame, just take it at 90 day, you know, increments and break your year up into quarters. And I think focusing on 90 day increments will give you a, you know, a nice zoomed in picture, but then also it's far enough to let enough positive and negative things happen in your life. So I just tell people, just look at things in 90 day, you know, increments and we can gauge and measure progress or failure better by just breaking it up every three months. So that's something that I particularly do myself. That's a great point, man. That's an absolutely great point. Amish, what, what would you kind of say to someone that's struggled over the last 12 months? Do you want the diplomatic answer or do you want the, you need to hear this answer? <laughs> um, give us a mix of both. Mix of both, mix of both. I think, I think first and foremost is adding to Corian's point. I think not only can you reevaluate yourself on a quarterly basis, I think you have to maintain momentum. So if you are doing something well in a quarter, it doesn't mean that, okay, I've done that well. It means that, okay, I need to keep doing this over and over and over again. And those, you know, the results of those daily habits that you kind of grow into are compounded over time. And I think the real, you know, macro results, if you like, are, are seen as, as a kind of combination of, of the, the microisms, you know, that you see every day. And I think the, the quote is, I don't want to get this the wrong way around. It's micro speed and macro patience. So mm-hmm. you have to be really, really, really patient that things will fall into place. Whatever your thing is, it will fall into place, you know, in the grand scheme of things. 
but that only happens if you do day in day out you know you turn you turn up not the way that the kids talk about it, it you know you turn up to, to, and you get the work done on a kind of day in day out basis and a lot of times you won't see the results on a day-to-day basis that's because like you're looking at bitcoin on a kind of one hour chart you know if you zoom out those that kind of momentum builds and all of a sudden you have you know a significant bull market you know on the larger time frame if you like so that's that's one point i would definitely say adding on to how people approach the next 12 months look the next 12 months are I hope not going to be anything like the last 12 months. I think people have learned a lot about themselves in the last 12 months. So how well you deal with being by yourself, how well you deal with being around the people that you're with on a day-to-day basis. Are the people in your circle positive influence on your kind of physical, mental, spiritual well-being? I think, you know, if ever you needed a litmus test of that, the last 12 months has, has provided that massively. So I think people have learned a lot about themselves. Now, you can have all the information in the world. It's it's what you do with it. So I think we've all felt that having each other in our lives on on a day-to-day basis, we bring out the best of each other, first and foremost. Secondly, and then Dylan kind of mentioned, I'm not going to go into the, the specifics, but we will call each other out when, you know, if we feel that one of us is slacking, you know, we all need, we're all, we're all comfortable enough to be able to kind of call each other out if we feel that, anyone slacking not that not that we've had to probably over the last 12 months but you need to be have friends that can call you out on your shit when you're you know you're not kind of doing yourself justice because they're doing it in your own interest and kind of going forward i think what's happened is whether you have personally or not i think what this year has shown is that regardless of whatever's going on in the world regardless of the economy going to shit regardless of no jobs regardless of a global pandemic there's always a situation that people can thrive in. So I think any excuses that people come up with going forward, you literally could be like, sorry, mate, your, your excuses are full of shit because people have shown, and not just in one line of work, in multiple avenues of, of kind of work, that if you want it enough, you quit your excuses, you get your shit together and you can, you can build something. Again, you don't even need, you don't need, thousands of, 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 you know, pounds or dollars from an investment point of view, you can literally start something from, from scratch. I mean, if we want to use a working example, theoretically the, the blueprint, it didn't cost us anything to make. It just cost us time, which is, you know, arguably the most valuable asset that we have, but the raw tools, what trading view word, you know, all that stuff is free. Everything out there that you need to build something can be done for free. So that's yeah somewhere in there is, is how i feel about the next 12 months great points man great points again i think you started with a nice answer and then you ended with the i don't give a shit answer you made it. No, no, no excuses no excuses and, and, and sometimes the truth is you know halfway you know is a mixture of, of all sides of the argument right the truth hurts you know the truth hurts sometimes mm. and i think i think one of the key points you mentioned in there that i picked up was repetition creates results, you know, repetition creates habits and those habits can either be, you know, bad habits or good habits, but you know, you need to be repeating the right things, the good things to kind of create good habits. Yeah. I think that was two great answers from both of you. And I think there's a lot of people can take away from that. Let's not skip over you, man. Uh, I mean, how how, how do you feel about it? It's been, yeah, like I said, I've had, I've had good moments. I've had bad moments. Bad moments have come mainly from family, like family being unwell and things like that. But those are those are just kind of like short term things, which kind of which which can get which can kind of get you down mentally. 
what one thing I've noticed, especially was especially when I was dealing with that the whole family family issue with uh, certain family members being unwell, it's like being around that kind of energy, that kind of atmosphere around you know it's, it's almost negative in a way and it just it really just bogs me down and really gets me down at times so there, there was a few months where I had to kind of endure that and it was quite difficult for me just and I'm, I'm someone who can who can really pick up off off of bad energies and just like wrong energies and I, I could I could feel for those like couple of months that there were energies around me weren't right those, those are the kind of bad times I went through but everything else is it, it's been good you know I can't really complain I've had the right circle around me like Amish was mentioning good people around me and yeah, I just feel like this, these last 12 months has given me a lot more freedom to do other things. I'm someone who commutes to work. So I'll literally get up at like six o'clock in the morning, end up coming home around seven, half seven at night. And yeah, it doesn't really offer me too much time to do things. And these last 12 months working from home has given me the opportunity to kind of, you know, explore other things, which I'm interested in, explore my passions, macro kind of being one of them. So yeah, it's been all good. Been all good. With things going on in your personal life and things going on in your work life, how do you balance it or what things do you find to keep Dylan the level-headed guy that, that we all know and love? Like what what's the what do you do also on top of these things between balancing work and also balancing family life? It's difficult, man. It's difficult because, you know, you said, uh, how do you be the Dylan that we all know and love? And sometimes I feel like I'm putting on a bit of an act, a bit of a front to you guys, you know, because I, I feel like I have to be, my, be be that kind of person, you know, to, to other people. But sometimes basically it's just getting out of the house, man. It's just getting out of the house, going for a walk, going for long walks. And yeah, just, just sticking my headphones in, listening to a podcast, listening to some music, listening to some instrumentals. Sometimes it's, it's weird. I don't even listen to music sometimes. I just listen to beats and instrumentals. And that really just takes my mind to other places. And it, it just really gives me time to think and, and be free almost. That sounds very Cancerian-like. I have to put that in there. You know, hard exterior sometimes, but yeah, you, there's a lot of kind of consistency, should we say. But no, I, I, I applaud it. And I think I think a lot of people, just, just every day, and we were talking about this earlier with a friend where you don't really know what's going on in someone's life. So one thing that I could I can probably say that I've learned from, from uh, to be honest, as a result of really difficult situations that... And one thing that we can definitely say going forward is you don't really know what's going on. You know, there's everyone can be harsh and critical, but have a little bit of kind of compassion. I know I might be kind of contradicting myself here, but everyone's going through some shit at some point. You know, there's there's a balance between setting standards for for people and then actually being compassionate as a human being as well. So I think above everything, you know, money and and cars and watches and all this other kind of nonsense, if you like being a compassionate person and having values is something that I want to echo throughout the kind of crypto circle, you know, values that that's above everything that's we're here to help people. How, how that affects your life is, is up to you, but we want to enhance people's lives and that's why we're all here kind of thing. Yeah. Great point, man. Great, great point. Yeah. Getting back to uh, the thoughts on the market guys. I think I mentioned on episode four or whatever it was, episode five, even maybe March was potentially going to be a bad month for Bitcoin. It hasn't been a bad month. If I look at the monthly candle on Bitcoin, it's up around 20% or so. So it's been a good month for Bitcoin, but it feels like the last few weeks have been very stagnant in the market. What what, what are your guys' thoughts? Um, I've seen uh, a lot of stagnation. I don't think, you know, like we say, it wasn't really bearish. It was more of, you know, a little bit of consolidation here and there. Um, a lot of alts I'm starting to see are starting to get to certain levels where it looks like they're ready to, you know, 
turn up and go in the other direction. But for this month, like you, like I said, probably previously mentioned on one of the podcasts, is, you know, it's just a great time to just relax a little bit because I know like within the next three months or so, things are going to move 10 to 100 times much faster. And it's something that we can't really, you know, prepare for. So as far as the market right now, I'm just kind of letting it do what it's going to do. If I want to buy some more, catch a couple of dips, I'll do that. But I think all the hard like labor work is done. Now we're just building up on everything that we've already laid the foundation for at this point. Mm. I think a lot of people kind of misconstrued the whole market coming into it around January and February because there was a lot going on. I think people had their perception that it's by moon and then you're done. But I think this is the real point in the market where you can go away, you can research, you know, do your kind of due diligence and understand what you're getting into. So any kind of new people getting into the market or that have been in the, got into this market this month, I hope you've done your research and I hope you've, you've, you've used this time to, you know, better yourself and better understand the market. Yeah, I completely, literally echoing what you guys have just said. Sometimes the duller moments, if you like, are times where you can take a step back and really objectively look at what's going on and look at your portfolio, look at the market, look at are you prepared mentally more than anything about what could happen. One thing that this is a good time to do is that, you know, sometimes people will see that there is a significant amount of, of money in their portfolios now. and everyone has a kind of number that's, you know, that's too big that they can, they can't afford, they would regret massively if they ever let go or they kind of didn't. So what I would say, and I've done this with a couple of people is use this time to make a real concrete plan of how you will look to kind of manage your, your kind of portfolio holdings going forward, because lots and lots of lots of people have made hundreds of thousands, if not millions on Blockfolio. And they haven't taken them out at the right time and they've regretted that massively. I mean, one thing that I didn't, again, I was talking to you this afternoon that people, especially in our age group, they want to, you know, buy a house right now. And regardless of the market conditions, an extra 20, 30 grand here and there makes a massive difference if you're looking to kind of buy a house. And, and, you know, you don't need to put in 20 grand to make 30 grand, you know I mean? It's, there's, there's a lot of really good opportunities if you really do your homework, but you have to put in the work, you know, you have to do the homework and, and all, all the resources are there, you know, that's that's not an issue. But I would say if, if the market is stagnant or sideways, use that time to look at your portfolio, kind of evaluate it and, and start thinking about a plan of, of how you extract money from the market, not just kind of see numbers go up on your portfolio kind of day in, day out. Yeah, for sure. And even like, the demographic of the kind of crypto community and the crypto investors is usually quite young. Even the kind of analytics that I see on this podcast is young people. It's like that 20 to 28 age bracket kind of thing. And usually those kind of people in that age bracket, they don't have too many commitments. They're not looking to buy a house. They're not settling down with, with, with their wife. Some might be, but they don't have these commitments. So they're free just to kind of buy and hold. Whereas some people, like you mentioned, Amish, if you have these obligations, if you have these commitments, take the money out, you know, and enjoy your life. Don't, wait for something that potentially might not even happen and then end up regretting it later down the line. So yeah, I 100% echo what you just said there. I think we all agree pretty much on, you know, just extracting money from the markets along the way based upon whatever your personal, you know, life's goals and life journeys are. And then also to just having a plan to 
you know, what are you going to do with these funds if you're typically, you know, a younger person without as many obligations? Because just as fast as it come in, it could leave out and you're going to wonder where it went. So it's like one of those things where, you know, just have a plan. You know, even even if you have a plan, you know, like they say, everyone has a plan until you get, you know, hitting them out. So it's like regardless of the plan that you have, it has to be an adjustable plan. You know, it has to be a plan that you're willing to alter and change along the way, because, you know, according to what we have, you know, projected out to happen over the next 12 months, it, it can get really it can get really overwhelming, you know. Mm. there's been a lot of times where I've just done what you did there and just taking a deep breath and just been like <laughs> damn it's just like it's all a bit crazy right now bro I just need to I just need to chill you know I just need to take a step back and chill and that's to be honest what I've done this month just taking a bit of a step back and just chilled man because it was a bit overwhelming these these first few months of the year and it's going to get crazier it's going to get crazier so yeah everyone just take your time just to chill and just 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 be thankful that we're in this market and you know we're profiting from it at the moment and do you, yeah. you know you know that overwhelming feeling how do you deal with that how do you both deal with that is it like oh my god i can't sleep at night because what if this goes to zero is it like oh my god i'm so excited everything that we imagined is is, is going to happen imagined is going to happen or is it like is it an anxious is it like excitement how would you kind of describe that that sense of overwhelming overwhelming as a word I think I think for me right now, because I was actually having a conversation about this subject earlier with one of my great friends, and I was just like feeling really overwhelmed this morning. It's not something that I typically deal with, but for me, it's not necessarily overwhelming just for myself. I think I'm more overwhelmed for trying to get everybody around me to get it. And I think that that's kind of where it is and where I take on the burdens of like other people. I guess, and other people wanting to see them succeed, but also not negating the fact of the years and the work that, you know, we've put in. So for me, you know, it's just unplugging like this weekend, you know, I'm going to take another trip just to change of scenery, just, you know, just something to just relax and do something that has nothing to do with the charts. Because yes, it is a great portion of our life, but it's also not really who we are as people a hundred percent of the time. And so sometimes just having relationships and friendships and, you know, kind of how we talk a lot of the times and even Ravina mentioned before, like a lot of our conversation isn't about crypto. And so right now just, having a lot of conversations you know more about sports over here we have march madness going on in college basketball just having different conversations that has nothing to do with work with work helps me out a lot yeah i mean everyone who understands march madness and and what that song actually means to us it's it's a very special time of year so if corin's taking a trip then i mean me dylan and, and james we're very much you know homely kind of people we don't we don't really get out much but we'll be we'll be tuned into corin's instagram story this 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 weekend the popcorn will be out and, and especially you know, <laughs> pay, paying special attention to that to that close friends list because what happens on there you know it's, it's not suitable for, for the for the crypto podcast but no, no it's great i mean in in a way it's great that america is open but I said to Corey sometimes I wonder if we live on the same planet because I saw some videos of what happened what's been going on this week in Miami and I don't know if I was scared or I was excited or I, I didn't know if it was something out of a movie but yes yeah, March Madness is, is, is a term that I can definitely get behind <laughs> well where are you heading to Corey this weekend anyway uh, Denver, Colorado nice going to mountains some snow some different kind of peace you know Nice man, nice. That sounds that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. That sounds sick. Yeah. 
Right, boys, just going on to something that you were just mentioning there, Corian, around you, you, you've spent time trying to explain this this market to your friends and your family. What's it been like? Because I have personally done this myself as well. What's it been like investing for your family and your friends or, or like managing their portfolios? For me, I think it's been one of those things where I'm a lot more cautious with other people's portfolios and different things like that because it's not my own. Me personally, you know, I know what things to look at. And there's certain things that I would try for myself that I wouldn't necessarily try for someone else. Mm. This weekend, again, this past weekend, uh, I had a nice, my mom, it was kind of funny. She set an appointment with me. She was like, do you have any time for me? You know, can I set an appointment? (laughs) She had to get her one-on-one, you know, consultation or whatever. And just going through it with her, it just really helped me to understand that if you just take the time with some people, they really will get it. And really also trusting. And a lot of my friends trust and understand that I know what I'm talking about. Because four years ago, I was telling them about this crypto thing, XRP, and they were looking at me like, what are you talking about? They're changing the financial system. And now fast forward four years, you know, people want to, you know, sit down and talk. So for me, I don't managing other people's portfolios is something that I kind of give them a hundred percent control over. And I just show them where to look or how to find it. Because when you take complete control over a lot of things, then you have to constantly take control over everything. And that's not necessarily what I wanted to do. I want to kind of, you know, just ease people into where here you go, knock can push you off and you can go understand it and do the rest for yourself. Mm. I'm, I'm the same man, like the risk tolerance that I have versus the risk that I would put on someone else's portfolio, like my mom, for example, it would be a lot, a lot less. Don't, don't get me wrong. I've got her into some shit coins. She's, she's got some good shit coins in her portfolio, right? But right. I would not, I would not put the same risk that's in my portfolio in hers. Yeah. Amish, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. It's something that, and again, especially coming from, from an Indian you know, background, if you like, one thing that I was, even just for peace of mind, you know, I, I didn't never want anyone to be like, you never told us about this or you, you know, you never tried to help us out or this and that, because if anyone hears this, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I've definitely had family members who were quote unquote too busy to, you know, help me out when I wanted some kind of, you know, just, just to kind of talk to them about, you know, you know, just about get their advice about certain things. So I think when you realize that what it's like to be on the other side of that, I never wanted to to be that. And I've always been, you know, tried, tried to help out my kind of friends and family whenever we can. So I know we mentioned this last week with D that would you feel bad if, you know, in a couple of years time, what if your kind of family friends or, or whatever asks you, is it too late to get in this and that? I, I generally, I, you know, I, I, I've definitely made peace with, I know that I can say I've tried to help all of my friends as many times as, as possible. Definitely not going to mention any of, of their names in case they listen to this, but I've got friends where I've literally sent them the blueprint and they haven't even like read it. And I'm like, you know, there's only, there's only so much you can do to help people, but you know, often they'll, 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 they'll come around uh, later. So that's one thing. Again, it, it depends when it comes down to managing portfolios, who it is. I do do it for a couple of friends who asked probably over a year or so ago. So it's fine. I wouldn't do it now because I, I just don't have the time. Obviously my mom and dad are different. You know, they get to the, to the front of the queue, you know, quite, quite easily. My mom's right. portfolio, my mom's portfolio. Yeah, of course. Otherwise I'm, I'm not going to, at worst, at best, I'm not going to have anything for dinner. And at worst, I'm not going to have anywhere to sleep at night. So I'm joking. I think with family, again, we were talking about this, how we approach managing their portfolios. And sometimes it's, 
you definitely have a lot more caution. I definitely didn't put a lot of things in like my dad's portfolio that say, for example, James has, has tempted us to buy, shall we say. I think you look at it in a much more kind of rational, objective, lower risk point of view, which is it's worked out great, to be honest. But, you know, you definitely don't want to be exposing people you care about to things that are, quote unquote, higher risk because there's just there's just no need. You know, with your personal portfolio, it's fine because it's, it's, it's your money. You know, you can make the decisions, but I definitely don't think that's a good idea if you're managing anyone else's portfolio. Especially because yeah. they don't know where they don't, they don't know where their money is going into, so you have to have you have a, you know a sense of responsibility to oversee that if you like. Yeah, my mom has no idea what's going on. I'm just like investing her money into some like magic website. She thinks, and it's just it's making her it's making her these magic, crazy magic, magic internet money. As as we call <laughs> magic it. internet money, man. <laughs> literally, literally. I think she's getting a bit spoiled as well, you know, because. <laughs> Over the, like January, February, her returns are insane. And this month, she said to me the other week, like, Dylan, my my, my portfolio isn't going up anymore. Will, will it still go up in the future? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mom, don't worry, man. It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Just, just, just chill. Just chill. <laughs> no, my mom doesn't even have, my mom doesn't even have portfolio in hers. Oh, really? Well, that, that, that's the only way that I could set it up for her to kind of, just to kind of keep, keep her eye on. Because I think finance is a little bit too complex for her to like kind of understand and, and, and kind of manage it through there. So I just I set her up on Blackfolio. I literally just said it's doing well. And that's it. That's all. She, that's, that's good enough for her. See, that's good that you, you haven't yeah. even given her access to anything because my, she, she's almost talking to me every day now about it. Like, Dylan, this, this is down. This is up. This is down. This is up. I'm like, don't worry, man. Just chill. <laughs> just chill. Just chill. Uh, but she's, she's all good. She's all good. She's all good. But she is, she's asking more about it and she does want to understand more about it, which, which mm-hmm. is good, which is good, I guess, especially for that, for that older generation, mm-hmm. which I think we've spoken about before that kind of generation, their asset was gold. You know, their generational asset was gold and our generation's asset is Bitcoin. So for them to kind of be more interested in in, in kind of our generation's asset now, it, it bodes well, I think. I also, really quick to chime in on that, like just the point about friends and portfolios. I had a great conversation with one of my friends the other day and he was just, we were just talking about just basic finance, right? Because I think a lot of the times where, like where we come from and where our mental perspective comes from on the market like reading like something like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was kind of just explaining the whole quadrant thing, right? Where it's just, you know, you're an employee and then you're self-employed and then you become a business owner and then an investor. By being getting to like investing, that's still like a level four financial thing to do. So just really also giving a lot of people just basic knowledge and basic books to look into because a lot of us, you know, a lot of people want to go from working a job or trading that time for dollars and then jumping into investing. Well, do you really save? Do you really understand money? Do you really have a financial plan for yourself before we just go into, you know, putting money into crypto and seeing great returns? Did you do you really understand how money works or what it actually is before we go into basically what's a level four skill set in my mind? That's a great point, man. That's a really good point. Okay, guys, instead of ending with the the bull and bear kind of game that we always do, you know, this is the last episode of the season with, with just us three. And, you know, it's, it's been it's been a good ride. It's been a good one. Nine episodes deep. We've got a special, special one to go next week to, to kind of end the season on. But what's been your kind of favorite moment from the season? And what have, what have you kind of taken away from this season that's really impacted you? For me, I think the first one that I 
would say I enjoyed the most was the one where we had Howard on as a guest, where we talked about self-awareness, because I think at that particular time in the market and where we were on the calendar when we recorded that was very important for our listeners and viewers to hear, being that, you know, we talk a lot about crypto a lot, but just having the right, you know, mindset and the way to just look at life and knowing exactly what's for you. I think that was my number one. And don't, let me put it like this, in no particular order. Let me let me go out on the limb and just say in no particular order. And then I'll give the one with D was really good because I think it gave a lot of listeners a little insight into the fact that it's not just us who are a part of this, but it's people who are, you know, just all over in all different walks of life that can bring value into the crypto space. And I would say one more would happen to be the one that Ravina did with the women, because I feel like, you know, in this male dominated industry, it is something that we need to highlight. And that just really meant a lot to me that it just wasn't about just guys, 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 that we also have the, you know, foresight and wherewithal to include other people of other different races and creeds and backgrounds and just not make it about just guys constantly. So those are my three. Sick. I love that. I love that. Amish. Same question to you. Unbiased and in no particular order. For me, James's episode was like, it was something else. It was like an out-of-body experience, but it was it, <laughs> someone that I'd probably talked to more than anyone else over the last probably two years. The fact that I learned so much about how this guy actually thinks and almost clicked for me. And even, even people that we've, we've have listened to that episode since you really get to understand how the blueprint came together, not physically how, as in like almost why it came together. It was only because of the way that he thinks and the way that we were all able to, you know, contribute to that, if you like, and all the kind of bits of the puzzle that, that fell into place along the way. So I would say James's episode, it was my favorite this season. Although, Although the one we have next week may give that some serious competition, but it's just been great. You know, I think the whole process, you know, the whole process being able to literally send Dylan a voice note saying, let's do a podcast. And then we didn't have a clue what we were doing. I didn't know how to get a podcast onto Spotify, but we know we're very lucky that we've got a good network (laughs) of people and that, you know, special shout out actually to Tavish who does the editing and Sarah does the uh, yeah. graphics and stuff. So, I mean, one thing that we'll always say is that, yeah, James and I created the Crypto Circle, but it's there's so many other people that are involved on a kind of day-to-day basis. And, and you know, it's it's we never want to... One, we're all very grateful to work with these people, but two, we'll never shy away from, from the contributions that they make. And we've got a pretty good system, you know, going on. So we record and we get edited and it, it seems to be working working pretty well. And, and all the feedback that we've had, even eight, nine episodes in, has is, is, is been great. But for me, James Moore built different, you know, and that's, that's probably, you know, shout out Daphne and Delilah as well. So that, that was mine personally. <laughs> yeah, man, I'd, I'd, I'd go with this with the, with the kind of same opinion as well that James was one of my favorite episodes. But every single guest that we had on, it just seemed to, I, I almost changed my mind because each guest brought something different to the table. Like, like Corian mentioned, Howard brought that kind of, the, Howard's story was really cool for me because it showed the, the journey of a typical trader 
you know, go, going through that struggle, then coming out the other end like, like, like he did. And, you know, he, the, the self-awareness stuff that he talks about, the mental health conversation that we went into, that was awesome. And then obviously, like you mentioned, Amish, James Moore built different, man. The, 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 the mind of James Moore is, you know, we, we, me and Amish were talking about this and we were like, he's such a simple guy. Like he really, like, even his trading style, it's very, very simple. There's nothing complicated about James's trading style at all. It's very simple and it can be applied to pretty much any market. You know, he doesn't use too many indicators. He doesn't, he doesn't flood his chart with, with, with so much rubbish. It's just very simple and it's easy to follow and it's easy to learn from as well. So big shout out to James for that episode because that was awesome. And then Ravina again, it was just, it was great to have a woman's perspective like Corian said. And it almost just felt like, obviously I, I've never, that was the first time I've actually spoken to Ravina. It like over over voice, so that was awesome, and it just felt like it was speaking to one of my good friends like that I've known for years and years. So, big shout out to Ravina for that as well. And then D, Jesus Christ, man, the man set the mic on fire. Literally, the man's passion, his frustration, is every single thing that I felt deep inside me. You know that 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 fire for for crypto and that fire to kind of to let the world know that just screaming it to the people that Bitcoin is here to stay, you know, Bitcoin is a thing that we should all be looking into and investing into. So I love that episode. And yeah, next week is going to be, I think even better by, by, by a long shot, by a long shot, I think. Um, so looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to season two as well. You know, I think we'll have some great guests on. We're currently planning for the guests that we are going to have on, but believe me, D Ludlow, they're going to be a part two for that. James Moore, there's going to be a part two for that. And yeah, there's going to be some other cool, really cool guests coming through as well. This has been a, a great journey so far for myself. It's a platform that I never thought I, in a million years I would speak on, you know, thanks to Amish and you guys and everybody just, you know, believing in me enough to be like, oh, yeah, let's have Corian speak. Like, I don't know. What do I talk about? You know, I just follow follow everything and I just pay attention. But it's just also been great to, you know, hear the feedback and also a lot of different people who I never thought would listen to the podcast text me and like, man, you sounded great. Man, I'm like, you listen to this? So yeah. it's just been a great eye opener to actually hear your friends and different people actually get to hear my perspective on crypto along with you guys. So it's been great. Now, man, you've been an, a tremendous asset to this podcast, I think. And no, no, I don't, I don't even want to call you an asset. You've been, a, you've been a tremendous friend, man, over over these past few months that I've got to know you. You know, well, before we did episode one, I think I mentioned on episode one that we we didn't speak too much before. And then obviously, since we started doing the podcast and just before the podcast, we we started communicating a lot more. And you're just a great guy overall, man. And even just going into what you did about Hurricane Katrina on, you know, a few episodes ago, that was that was deep, man. And that that was that was quite insightful to hear as well because I don't know anyone that's went through that obviously we, we don't get those kind of natural disasters over here all we get is a bit of rain and a bit of flooding so we, we don't we don't see that kind of stuff around here so it's very interesting it was very interesting <laughs> to get that kind of perspective from you <laughs> Amish yeah no just, just laughing there in the background man just just summing it up yeah I mean I think when we had this idea collectively I think one thing that was very very obvious to me it might not have been to everyone else but if me and james did a podcast together we'd probably get half an episode done and we'd get bored and we thought nah it's not gonna work so and again you know the, the, the there was only one person that i wanted and i think i said it to you guys the other day i said you know i wanted dylan to be the um the host because i felt it was a platform and a position that he would thrive in and, and i've been and I think I think we made a good decision there, and there was only other, one other person out of everyone that I know that I would I would want to be there with us week in week out, and that's obviously Corian. And, and I kind of said to the guys the other day, it was like, 
if you guys said no, I just would have asked you again until you basically said yes. So I didn't want anyone else. There was no substitutes, you know, the best or nothing. And and I think, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really glad. Season one has been, has been a lot of fun. We've all learned a lot about a lot. And yeah, season two, bullish. Bullish. We have bullish, our yeah, We're going to yeah. finish on a season two. Bullish. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we'll leave it there, guys. I think we're going to leave it there. Tune in next week for the season finale. And guys, should we do it on the three, two, one together? Three, two, one. Send it. Send it. <laughs>